Hello, this is Fiona, host and regular GM for What Am I Rolling? I just wanted to add a quick note to this one shot of Mars Colony to add a little bit of context to the story. We originally recorded this back in July 2019, just after Boris Johnson became the UK Prime Minister. Obviously, the world and politics in general have moved on quite a bit since then, but most of what we talked about in the game still feels quite apt and relevant. I'll be honest, I was in two minds about releasing this particular game at this particular time. I know many people use RPGs as a way to escape all the bad things happening in the world and focus on much better things. However, I feel that what we came up with in the session was actually a rather interesting story. And I'll be honest, I really enjoyed Mars Colony. I think it's a fantastic two-player game that I wouldn't have played otherwise, and it's kind of perfect right now for people to play, either online or in person. So I'm sharing it, despite the timing of the release and the audio being a little bit dodgy at times. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope, wherever you are, you're safe. Thanks for listening. to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friend David for Mars Colony, a sci-fi political role-playing game about personal failure and government. Written by Tim C. Copan and published by TCK Roleplaying, Mars Colony is an RPG designed specifically for two players. One player takes on the role of the colony's appointed saviour, whilst the other is responsible for all the various problems that are plaguing the citizens of Mars. As the game progresses, the saviour will face a constant struggle between competence and failure, honesty and deception. At its core, Mars Colony is an RPG built to explore the cult of personality present in modern-day politics, but playable in the time it takes to watch a long film. You can buy Mars Colony and download game resources on the TCK Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplaying.com. I'll add links to the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. overview of Mars Colony. One player, called the Saviour, takes on the role of the story's main character, Kelly Perkins. Kelly is tasked with saving the colony from collapse. In addition, Kelly must cope with the fact that they may not necessarily be the best person for the job, despite enormous expectations. The other player, called the Governor, is in charge of all the other characters. These may include government officials, colony citizens, criminals, freedom fighters, earth visitors, and so on. The object of the game is to tell a meaningful story about Kelly Perkins' attempt to save Mars Colony and to cope with her own sense of worth. The story takes place as a series of scenes during which Kelly learns of impending or ongoing problems with the colony and then implements a plan to try and solve those problems. The other characters in the story exist to help or hinder Kelly, They all have their own agendas, and may not have the good of the colony at heart. When Kelly's plans work, they will help lift the colony into self-sufficiency. But when they fail, Kelly will have to choose between facing the consequences of their failure or deceiving the people. 
Too many deceptions, however, will lead to political scandal. The players will take turns setting scenes. During each scene, the players will move the story forward by describing any action, conflict or dialogue that is taking place. When one scene ends, another will begin. After nine attempts to turn the colony around, the game ends. The players will take stock of what Kelly has accomplished and decide together if the colony is more likely to flourish or to flounder. As Mars Colony breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go through each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, let's start with the colony and character setup. Stage 1. Creating Fear Cards First, the players must generate three fear cards. Each player secretly writes one thing on each card that they fear about their real-life government. The players then must each randomly turn one of their cards face up in the middle of the table. So we're going to generate things called fear cards. So okay. we're going to take three index cards and we're going to secretly write one thing on each card which we fear about our real-life government, which is the UK <laughs> British government. As of this recording... <laughs> I mean, as of this recording, the UK government is completely fine. Nothing yeah. nothing bad is going nothing on. Nothing bad. No, no, it's, you know, it's not a complete travesty. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, but we can, for inspiration, if we're struggling to think of anything, it's like the current political party anger me when they do something, sure. or always makes me worse when it does something else, sure. or recent news stories, another example of the government letting people down. So it can be something along that template, or it can be just a one-word thing. So we'll just go with that, and I've got to do the same thing as well. All right. Is it okay if I just put down a name? I think it's got to be an issue, <laughs> I rather think, than I naming think the someone. Thing that is an issue. You could say electing incompetent people, perhaps. You know what I mean? Like I'm just. I love how you're straight on as soon as I said a name. I know. I know who you mean. Yeah. <laughs> do I give these to you? You give them to me. And then are. I'm going to shuffle them. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to pick one. Read it out. What did you get? Electing incompetent hey! morons. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so you shuffle them again for me. And I will take one as well. Ooh, okay, so this is one of yours, I think. Uh, political figures misleading the public for their own agendas. So we've got them both there at the top. So yeah, so just to clarify. So political figures misleading the public for their own agendas. And then electing incompetent morons. We don't know who that could, could be. Could be about. any country could right be now. Anyone. And then we've left the other cards at the side now just in case they come back into play, but we don't sure. know what they are. Stage two creating political parties. Together, the players must choose two to four current political parties from modern times to form the basis for the fictional political parties within Mars Colony. They may choose any political party from around the globe, but both players should be familiar with the policies and personality of each party they choose. Each of the chosen parties is recorded on the political party list as a guide to one of the four fictional parties. Red, blue, yellow and green. The players then assign a single label for each party, choosing from fringe, minority or dominant. Next stage, when they collaboratively choose two to four political parties from modern times, 
and then these will form the basis for the fictional political parties within Mars Colony. Okay. So we're going to think of two to four political parties. I think four would be quite good, because then we'll get a nice mixture of people in. Okay. And we've got to make sure that we're both familiar with the vague sort of policies and personalities of each party. It's more of a flavour. Yeah. Not necessarily going to say, oh, Republican Party and Liberal Democrats or anything like that. It's just to give us a flavour of what they stand for. What their sort of agenda is. Exactly, yeah. One player, so it's going to be you, records down each individual party that we pick on the sheet. So you've got red, blue, yellow and green. Okay. And then we've got to choose whether they're going to be a fringe party, a minority party or a dominant party. Sure. So, what do you know about political parties, David? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, let's break down sort of the parties that we do know mm-hmm. into the three categories. So dominant is obviously the um, Labour Conservative yeah. two-party system that we have. Minority is probably like Liberal Democrats, Green, that sort of yeah. thing. Did I say Democrats? You did say Democrats. Democrats. But you, you, <laughs> uh, Liberal Democrats. Well, I mean, they're, 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 def- they're definitely not dominant, are they? Yeah, that, that's they're what not I mean. fringe. They're not. So, yeah. Yeah, minority, I'd say. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And then a fringe party. Oh, I would say the Brexit party was a fringe party, but recent election results say otherwise. Yeah. Because the other one I was thinking of, which I appreciate you might not know much about, but there's like the Women's Equality Party is a quite fringe one, which is all about obviously equality for women, mostly. Uh, right. <laughs> it's in the title. So there's that, but there's also stuff like... Um, Monster Raving Looney Party. party. <laughs> So I think you're right, we're sticking to what we know, to yeah. the dominant party, so I yeah. think basing it on what we know currently, so Labour and Conservative, that's fine. Yeah. Do we want to have Liberal Democrats as a minority party, or do we want to try something different, like the Green Party? Tell you what, considering we've not yet decided the sort of uh, environment of Mars, let's have a sort of Green Party. Mm-hmm. That might be interesting. Okay, so as a minority... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then... For a fringe party. Mars first. I don't know. Mars first. <laughs> or Earth first, perhaps. Because, like... Why would there be Earth first people on Mars? Because it's a settlement rather than Got it. everyone on Got Mars. It. Got it. I thought Mars was doing a bit of an, uh, a 13 colonies thing for a while oh, there. but maybe. So if you write down a uh, okay. guide... Well, you mean we can stop, switch them up, but I think it, like, Labour red. Yeah. Conservative blue, because that's... That's, that, what that's what we know. Yeah. Right. So if you want to do so, that. So, um, what are we going to call the Labour Party? As a guide. Oh, right. just, they're just going to go oh, red just, and blue. Oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah, it just makes it a little easier. Conservative. And then green, green. party. Yellow. I mean, surely the green party should I think be green. green. Yeah, green party should be green. That's my that's my fault. I only just saw that. No, no, I was also just going straight down. To everyone listening, rather. It goes red, blue, yellow, green, so we were both thrown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yellow. Uh, UKIP. Yeah, put it down. Yeah. Put UKIP down. Just so we have an idea. We have an idea of it. Of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Great. So, so as you were saying, uh, a red and blue party is going to be dominant. Yep. Uh, green is going to be minority and yellow, yellow is fringe. fringe. Perfect. Stage three. Creating key governor characters. The governor chooses one character from each of the four major organisations and assigns a fictional political party to that character. The four organisations in Mars Colony are the Mayor's Office, the Executive Branch of the Colony Government, the Colony Council, responsible for passing local laws and ordinances, News Network Corp, the Colony's only major news source, and the Earth Coalition, a multi-member group of Earth nations that sponsored the construction of Mars Colony. So, the governor chooses one character from each of the four organisations listed on the organisation map. I choose a fictional political party to record the name underneath that character. So, 
We've got four organisations. We've got the Mayor's Office, which is known as the Executive Branch of the Colony Government. And then you've got uh, the Colony Council, which is like the legislative branch, passing local laws, etc. Then you've got the News Corp, so that spreads all the sort of media. The only major news source. And then Earth Coalition is the final one, which is a multi-member group of Earth nations that sponsored the construction of the Mars colony. And we write down their political leanings. Exactly. One from each one. Okay. I'll go into a bit more detail about each one. So, in the Mayor's office, you have Major Yang, who was elected by the colony citizens. The information we got here is that the predecessor was installed by Earth's coalition, so uh, the other party there. And Mayor Yang has a full staff, including Chief of Staff Spaniel, which great. is a great name. I just like to imagine it's actually a dog. <laughs> Chief of Security Lloyds, and then Deputy Mayor... Liao? Liao? Yeah, probably Liao. I think, to bring us in, I think it would be good to have the Mayor in on it first, so Mayor Yang. Yeah. Now, I wonder... Do we go, like, proper realistic right now, as in, like, reflection like now, and make it conservative? Or do we try and... Do we try and be put it... Be hopeful for the future. Yeah. <laughs> be hopeful for the future. We've got, obviously, the two dominant parties, but could it be more like um, a coalition where, say, the Green Party is in control, or one of them's in control but backed by the Green Party? Oh, okay. That could be interesting, yeah. I I can't pick two, because I could say, like, the... Mayor Yang is one of the dominant parties, but then one of the other people in his staff is from the Green Party. Yeah, and he has to kind of, like, full deputy prime minister stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. I can only, that's the thing. I can only pick one person from each organisation, though. That's what I'm, So I think at some point we'd have to bring in, I think, some green leanings there. But that, that'd be quite good. Yeah, that is an added layer of depth. Yeah, right, so, right. yeah, let's make Mayor Yang um, blue. Blue, yeah, yeah. for blue. And I think he's Deputy Prime Minister. I really want it to be Chief of Staff Spaniel. I'm going to put it in brackets underneath it. So we've got we've got possibility. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Okay, Colony Council, which I said before was like the legislative branch. Yeah. So responsible for passing laws. It's got five council members. Stuart, Hadar, Tanya, Zhang, and Robert. <laughs> and all of them are... Yeah, I know. It's Robert. They <laughs> represent one of the five colony districts. And the colony districts are officially known by their number, so one to five. Yep. But the residents often refer to them by their nickname. Now, it doesn't say in the book what the nickname is. I assume it's just, like, the Roberts District. Yeah, or, you let's, know, let's, ra- let's go Rather that. than, like, the shit district. Or, <laughs> you know, or the you know hipster what I mean? district. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, what person sort of stands out to you from that list of names? I'll be honest, two do. Yeah, go on. Uh, Hadar, because yeah. that's the coolest name ever. It is cool. Uh, and just... Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go for Robert, because I think Hadar's too cool for yeah. us right now, so yeah. Robert will be good. Well, who should Robert be? What party leanings should he go for? I think... Ooh. So he's going to be District 5. Yeah. I'm between red or yellow for him. Actually, I'm kind of thinking that maybe yellow is the Earth Coalition, so we'll make Robert red. That sounds good. Okay, third party, uh, the News Network Corp. Uh, Let's give it to the Greens. Give it to the Greens. We've got on it well known employees include network chief Serena Pinin, feed writer Evan, beat reporter Sydney, and head anchor Jace Williams. So we're going to go for Greens for this one. Okay. Let's go for beat reporter simply because it's making me think of Brian Fantana. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, and then the final one, the Earth Coalition, we've got. 
all these nations claim an interest in how the colonies run and they provide a conduit between the colony and the people of Earth and in order to administrate coalition directives. They've sent a committee to Mars. President of that is Arnold Fletcher and there's numerous uh, representatives underneath that including Cecil Flanders, which is a great name. <laughs> I think we've decided it's okay, it's already. <laughs> it's going to be Cecil. I forget the other guys. Yeah, that's fine. I have to play yep. the game to find out there. Okay, who is Cecil Flanders? What is what are their political leanings? I mean, it's going to have to be yellow, isn't it? You think yellow? one we don't have. Yeah. Stage four, tokens. The saviour will place nine tokens in the circle labelled admiration on their character worksheet. The contempt and deception circles are empty at the start of the game. Together... These three circles represent Kelly's reputation with the people. When Kelly arrives on Mars, they are loved by all. As the game progresses, Kelly may lose their flawless reputation. In order to represent this loss, the saviour will move tokens from admiration over to contempt or deception. Stage four is tokens. So on your other sheet, the character worksheets. Yep. So you need to put, I know it's very good for the podcast, you need to put all nine of those tokens in the admiration uh, circle for me. Stage five. Saviour chooses a fictional political party. The saviour will also choose a fictional political party for Kelly Perkins to be affiliated with. And then you, as the saviour, have to pick a political party for Kelly Perkins. I think green. Green? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go for it gonna make a difference to this world that's that's it that's why he's loved by all he's trying to do the right thing man stage six creating kelly's sympathy the savior generates a sympathy for kelly perkins a sympathy is another character located on mars with whom kelly has a strong connection with the savior could either choose or roll on the random elements table both players flesh out kelly's sympathy and their backstory they should define the sympathy's name, situation, and location on Mars. All right, next thing we're going to do is generate sympathies. So sympathy is another character which is located on Mars whom Kelly has a strong connection with. So you can either choose for it, or what I'm going to suggest is that you roll for it. I think we should roll. Just, yeah. you know, let's worship chaos with this. So I want you to roll 2d6 into this dice tray. Five and a one. Five and a one. So you could either have a spouse who is politically powerful... Or you could have a friend or an enemy who is severely ill. I think a politically powerful spouse. I think that sounds awesome. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> it's going to take us down a dark road. It's I love that. Be... Now we've got to sort of define a bit more about the sympathy. So their name, their situation, location on Mars. We're a little bit of background. Okay. So what do you think that could be? What's their name, would you say? Um, I don't know. What's the first name that comes to your mind? Aubrey. <laughs> we're not having Aubrey. All right, no, we're not having Aubrey. <laughs> all about Aubrey. Um, okay, let's have Sarah. Mm-hmm. What's my surname? Perkins. 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 So Sarah Perkins. Perfect. Sarah is a politically powerful, so I assume she works for either the council or somewhere in the council or in the mayor's office. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Odds, mayor's office, mm-hmm. even council. Mayor's office. Mayor's office. Okay, she works in the mayor's office. Yeah. Doing what? Advisor. To the mayor? Yeah. Excellent. What comes to mind when you think of this character? What sort of description would you say? I would say that she's like Kelly in the sense that they would have probably met studying politics. I know they said philosophy, not philosophy. Yeah. Uh, However, they have two different ways of kind of trying to do things. 
he doesn't sort of play the game as such, which is why people like him. Yes. Whereas she is kind of one of these, I want to change things for the better from the inside. Mm-hmm. I see, yeah. Yeah. How long would you say they've been married for? Oh, how old am I? Tell you what, let's slap them in their 30s. Both of them 30s, yep. Yeah, okay. so we'll give them, what, five, six years of marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no kids, though. No kids. No. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> They're both working in high-political jobs. It's interesting. Stage 7. Creating Colony Health Markers. Together, the players collaboratively choose three Colony Health Markers and briefly discuss how they plan to interpret each choice during the game. Each marker represents a serious threat to the Colony's stability and Kelly will be expected to neutralise them during play. Okay, so the final thing we have to do is, collaboratively, choose three colony health markers from the following list. Each health marker represents a serious threat to the colony's stability, which Kelly is expected to neutralise. Okay. The saviour should record each choice on the character worksheet beneath the colony health marker. So I'm going to read out the examples they've given here. Yeah. You've got atmosphere, dust, gravity, radiation, others... Oh my god, I love others already. Energy, water, materials, funding, population, disease, nutrition, sanitation, healthcare, education, crime, terrorism, social unrest, communication, corruption, labour and transportation. I have two... Mm. that I'm really sold on. Okay, go on. Others. Yeah. Because that's a creative gold mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, terrorism, because we have a bunch of people on Mars that want to completely separate themselves from Earth. Sounds good. I'll pick the last one then. I feel like, because those are quite serious ones. Something really light-hearted. Yeah. Sanitation. Sanitation. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what it makes sense. It's like, sir, you've managed to sort out the terrorism, but... The sewers, <laughs> they're, they're completely blocked up. We've managed to figure out what that weird buzzing and those weird hallucinations people keep seeing are. <laughs> but everywhere smells like poo. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's been a failure. to start play, I will need you as a saviour to start by narrating a vignette that introduces Kelly Perkins. You should establish sort of the background, a bit of qualifications and the relationship with the Earth Coalition so the committee. You've got to remember that Kelly was chosen by the Earth Coalition above all the people on Earth to remedy the colony's problems. So we'll begin with that. I think that Kelly was born on Mars Okay. went to study politics on Earth Mm-hmm. That's where he met his wife. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was chosen is because, you know, he was obviously quite a gifted student, mm-hmm. but chaotic good side. However, the Earth Coalition believes that because of his ties to Mars, everyone will be more accepting of him as he tries to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, it's just more of an opening vignette. So what would you be doing on a typical day? Like, describe your morning routine, perhaps. Okay. He wakes up. Makes Sarah breakfast before she has to rush off very early for her incredibly high-powered job Mm -hmm. advising the mayor. Does a sort of morning low-gravity jog. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Excellent. Excellent, yeah. Once he's finished that, sort of starts working on his more fringe political work. 
uh, so obviously it doesn't take as much time. He's sort of, though, more like political essays, lobbying, things like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of gets the whole house in order. Basically, politician come house husband. Uh, uh, so, like, are you working from home? Yes, yes. working from home, absolutely. <laughs> in the um, in the apartment that no way would he be able to afford. It's yeah. all the wife. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. and just make sure everything's ready for when she comes home. Normally late. Dinner's often cold. Mm -hmm. And, yep, Prince and repeat until the Earth Coalition rings up and is like, hey, so uh, we kind of need you to fix Mars. <laughs> and how would you say that conversation went? He would have been quite surprised that they would have called him. I imagine he, um, you know, despite having good grades, didn't leave the university on the best of terms. No. So when he gets the call, uh, he found out, you know, he's sort of been recommended by a professor. Normally someone he, I would say, butted heads with a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's quite surprised by the whole thing, doesn't really know why he's been chosen and can think of several people much more qualified for the job than him. I think initially he doesn't want it because he knows it's going to be a pretty thankless job. But, but why is it that you wouldn't want it? Because anyway? obviously we're, we're not necessarily sure you are the person for the job, but why mm. is it that instantly... Is it just because you're not confident in your own abilities? I would say it's a mix of the fact that he's not confident and the fact that he's worried that at the end of this, his own people aren't going to like him anymore. You know, he's seen politics change people, you know, uh, having a lot of politicians having to make compromises mm -hmm. that they swore they wouldn't do, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to become that. What would Sarah think of this? I think Sarah would be encouraging him to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's only after a very long conversation with Sarah where she would sort of say to him, like, you constantly talk about wanting to do the right thing, wanting to make a change. Mm -hmm. This is your opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why are you why are you resisting it? So I think it's only after that that he brings them back or Skypes them back or whatever future <laughs> tech we've got and says, okay, fine, I'll do it. Framing scenes. There are three types of scenes which may occur in any order during play. Personal scenes, which focus on Kelly Perkins' private life and personal struggles, and do not directly implicate colony politics. Opposition scenes, which involve colony politics or the lead-up to a direct threat against the colony's stability, setting the stage for Kelly to take action. And finally, progress scenes, which involve Kelly implementing a plan to stabilise a threat to the colony under one of the colony health markers. There are nine progress scenes in a game, and after the ninth progress scene, the game ends. The players take turn framing scenes. The governor goes first, and they may only choose a personal or an opposition scene. The saviour frames the next scene, and they may only choose a personal or a progress scene. Players continue framing scenes until they have completed nine progress scenes, or until there are five tokens in the contempt circle. The more Kelly is able to accomplish during their time as consultant, the more likely Mars Colony is to succeed. So I'm going to set up an opposition scene now. It's been a couple of weeks since you've accepted a job, and okay. you've gone to the sort of headquarters. You've been given your own office. You've given a few other sort of assistants to help you out with stuff. But it's just like God, he's never had any of those before. Exactly, it is quite overwhelming in places, I think. And you've met with the mayor. You don't agree with necessarily the way he sort of handles things mm. and grates on you a little bit, but you know you're making the best of a good situation. You know through the politics from before that the Green Party is the only reason Blue government is in power. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that much, though. Mm. Mm. Early on, the mayor sort of greets you and is a proper sort of, like, 
uh, good show or sport, that sort of thing. Yeah. It sort of takes you around, maybe buys you lunch, and it's much swankier than anything you've ever had before. Mars is not known really for its um, delicacies, perhaps. Right. So all of this is imported from Earth. So incredibly fancy, yeah. like, states finest wines. You've been, what, you're about mid-30s, you said you were born on Mars? It's been about 50 years. So whilst there is stuff here, hmm. certain things that haven't been established yet, so like proper wineries, like yeah. it's not... We're at a lack of vineyards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's true. It's taken some time yeah. to put it together. And there's this talk about this threat. And he says, there's one of the things I need you to sort of work on for me, Kelly. I think... We have um, a PR situation. We've got obviously a lot of... Well, you know, we've got a lot of uh, people here on Mars that, uh, you, like yourself, you're a born Martian like yourself, mm-hmm. but you're one of the good guys. And you get that feeling, again, there's that sort of sense that that's not a nice thing. Like, even the word Martian, you probably prefer some other term. When you went to Earth, you probably had that sort of stereotype of like, oh, you're a Martian. Yeah. And you have two heads, you know, all that yeah. shit like that. And he says, you know, we really, we really need some publicity about the threat of, um, you know, the others. We need to sort of, like, maybe fill in the numbers a bit. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're sort of they're taking bits of a land back. They're sort of uh, squatting on the rights of our people. I wonder if you could just, you know, maybe draw up some marketing for that. You want me to drum up marketing against... Why do we still call them the others? Oh, I'm sure you can come up with a better suggestion than that. It's just... You know, it's a bit like we want to see the melting pot, and it's sort of, you know, people like us against people like them. However, the problem here is that a lot of us Martians, as you put it, often feel like we're the them. Oh, but you're not one of them, Kelly. I'm no different. You may seem that. I'm in a tight pickle here. We've had reports come in that, you know, if... It's not sorted soon. They could really upset the balance here. And stability here on Mars Colony is... Well, it's fragile. If you don't drum up any support or any sort of... That sort of us versus them sort of conflict, well, I don't know what would happen to our... To our people here, you know, are frightened of the unknown. Maybe, maybe not even marketing against them, if you feel so strongly about it. Maybe re-educate us in some way. Well... Yeah, just because we've come to space doesn't mean we have to suddenly become xenophobes or anything that's not exactly Your like us. Your history here as, as a Martian is only a couple, you know, 50 You should years really ago. stop calling people Martians. Oh, what would you prefer the term? Just people is fine. Colonist, maybe? <laughs> well, I can see you're upset. I did not mean to offend you in any way, but it is that sort of thing where we need to sort of deal with... Well, people who don't want to be a part of our society here on Mars Colony. And you will have heard of that as well. You Hmm. know when Mars Colony was settled, there was a sort of bloodbath between, maybe not aliens per se, but there was another kind of sort of humanoid race that was a part of the planet before then. And are you like half alien or are you humanoid, like born human on Mars? I would say he's human. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would say he's um, kind of very much a sympathizer towards of the course. others. Yeah, like you probably would have grown up in neighborhoods mm. surrounded by uh, mixed families, and, yeah. and and you know even from then they were treated differently to you. Yeah, cold names, probably stuff thrown at them, even though 
this was you know their homeland you know and they were very welcoming to um the uh also the uk invaders these sort of uh, uh british explorers or the earth explorers there, there you go there we go um to this place yeah and now i'd say the population between sort of earth Colonists? Ex- yeah. <laughs> Earth expats and original Martians has probably, i say, 70% Earth expats to 30% Martians. Because I think before Earth appeared, they were living on sort of the fringes of the thing. They weren't a massive population. Sure. They are There's around. a considerable number. Exactly. But yeah. they probably don't live, they all don't live in Mars Colony. In fact, they probably, some of them will work in Mars Colony as lesser paid jobs, perhaps. Mm. But they will live outside. Makes sense. So, so, Yang wants you to sort of drum up sort of maybe, um, well, misleading numbers about the original Martians, saying about, like, how they're taking away housing or taking away rights of, you know, our rights and that sort of So, how would you go about that? Okay, so, taking somewhat of a moral stance, it would probably try and angle it more... In the sense that, you know, there um, there are a lot of Martians working in the colony. Mm-hmm. And instead of kind of using that to sort of create the division, we'll attempt to create this sort of ad campaign that shows how the Mars colony is becoming kind of like a beacon of unity mm-hmm. between humanity and another race and kind of should be held as an example of what we can all aspire to be going forward as a people. During a progress scene, the saviour will try and generate as many health points as possible in one of the colony health markers. The saviour begins a progress scene by declaring which of the colony health markers Kelly Perkins will be trying to improve. They will then describe Kelly's goal and plan. The plan is a basic outline of how Kelly is going to attempt to solve at least one problem associated with the chosen health marker. Goals may be large in scale, and plans may take hours, days, or even months to complete. Note that the goal and plan are what Kelly hopes will happen, not necessarily what will happen. The saviour then rolls 2d6 and adds up the results. The total result is the number of health points that the saviour has managed to generate so far. The saviour then has a choice. Either they can roll again and attempt to garner additional health points, or quit and keep the current total. If the saviour quits and keeps the current total, then Kelly's plan is considered a success, and the saviour adds all the health points they have generated in that scene to the appropriate health marker. If the saviour can generate 20 total health points in one marker, then Kelly has made significant progress towards stabilising that part of the colony. If the saviour can generate 40 health points in a marker, then Kelly has stabilised that area of the colony and can move one token from contempt into admiration. The catch is that on any of the rolls, including the initial one, if one or both of the dice show a one, then the entire plan is a failure and a saviour earns no health points for the scene. When we're doing a progress scene, I yep. need you to roll 2d6 and yep. add up the results. That's the total number of health points that you've generated so far. Yep. Uh, you can choose to keep rolling and additional health points, or you can quit and keep the current total. You can roll as many times as you like, but the catch is any roll, including the initial roll, contains a 1 on either or both dice. The plan is a complete failure, and you earn no health points for that scene. Right. 
after each role, we have to narrate the progress that you're making and why you need to continue doing it. And something like this is not a quick fix. It's going to take weeks, months, maybe yeah. even a year or so. So that's what you have to think about when you're sure. rolling. So if you can generate 20 total health points and one marker, you've made significant progress to okay. stabilising that part of the colony. If you generate 40 points in a marker, you've stabilised that issue. Remember, you've got nine scenes to do this. And yeah. You've got to at least stabilise or get 40 points in three markers. Right. Okay. Yeah, start the Okay, one. so 2d6. 2d6. That is a four and a two. So six total. Okay. Would you like to roll again? I'm going to have to roll again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a one. One and a five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's narrate what happened after the first roll. Sorry, that's my Okay, bad. right. So, uh, Kelly begins the campaign. Yep. And you want me to say sort of what would be happening in this campaign? Yeah, so what would you be aiming for? So, are you leafleting? Are you trying to do promotional videos, like life stories? I would stories? say it's more like kind of, yeah, promotional videos, uh, life stories, so people can see like kind of all sides of the debate, you know, how, um, <clears throat> what it would be like to be treated as the others are treated, mm-hmm. you know, kind of very much trying to put people in it, really get the emotional sympathy vote there. Mm-hmm. And I think at the start of it, it's, it's, it's a slow progress because you're trying to recruit people to do it and there's not many Martian actors or Martian individuals that want to talk about their story but a yeah. couple come forward again maybe you're sort of like you not that you're a down-to-earth kind of guy but you have lived on Mars yeah I guess it's not unusual but but, but you it's like you're not like a well-known person to Martians but they'll be like oh you've lived in this community for a bit yeah and so they're more willing to help you out of that yeah if the saviour rolls a one Kelly's planet is a complete failure Unless the saviour chooses to create a deception, they will generate no health points for the scene, and the players narrate Kelly's failure and how the colony continues to collapse. When the saviour rolls a failure, they must move one token from admiration to contempt. If there are ever five tokens in the contempt circle, the people will successfully remove Kelly as a consultant and end the game. As long as the saviour avoids humiliation or a scandal, they may turn any failure into apparent success through deception. The saviour adds the points they would have generated if they hadn't rolled a 1 to the colony health marker under the column marked Lies. The saviour gains no points from the roll that actually included the 1. To complete the deception, the saviour must move one token from admiration to deception. The players then narrate how Kelly deceives the people into believing that their plan has succeeded, even though it failed. A roll of double ones during a progress scene is even worse. Kelly's plan is not only a complete failure, but it's also a personal humiliation for Kelly. The players narrate the failure normally, but must also include details about how Kelly is forced to take public responsibility for the failure. Humiliation cannot be covered up with a deception. The more deception tokens the saviour accumulates, the easier it is for them to cause a scandal. With a single deception token, a scandal occurs whenever a saviour rolls double ones. With two tokens, a scandal occurs whenever a saviour rolls double ones or a one and a two and this pattern continues all the way up to six deception tokens. When a scandal occurs, as with any other failure, the saviour moves one token from admiration to contempt. Kelly then loses all lie points from all colony health markers. In addition, Kelly is shamed, and the saviour must move all of their current deception tokens to contempt. The players narrate a scandal as an intense failure. They should reference past cover-ups and emphasise Kelly's role in the colony's problems. A scandal can cripple the colony and ruin Kelly's career. With that second roll, now this is the thing. 
We can obviously do a deception. So whilst currently it's a complete failure, right. um, and it doesn't work, so you gain no points, do you want to sort of lie about it and continue? I think we're going to have to lie because we've got a lot of points. So how would you? So what would you say was the problem that was going to make it fail? Okay, I would say that the problem was that during shooting one of the latest sort of videos, a fight occurred between one of the others and one of the colonists. Oh wow! And someone recorded it. And how did you deal with it? How did you sort of cover it up? What Kelly is going to do, because obviously this will just get out immediately, is um, come out officially on the record of saying, you know, there was no, there was no fight. Instead, that video is a fake made by those who wish to see more of a divided Mars. Okay, so if you put one lie into that for me. Yeah. And I think as well, there is that sort of hush about that, but the way you come across very strong, you make this statement straight away, you maybe find where this video is and get it taken down, yeah. like or, or get it disproved in some way. Yeah. And I think as well, like the video was bad. There was like racial slurs, there was yeah. proper punching blood. It was a horrible mess. It would have completely ruined your campaign. Ruined yes. Your campaign for this. So yeah, you move one token from admiration into deception for me. So you currently are on eight in admiration and one in deception. So that lie does count as a health point. So if you do reach 20 or 40 uh, with your rolls and then plus the lies, it will appear as a success. Okay. So that's the other thing to know. So currently you are on six with the lie plus yeah. the seven. Okay. Would you like to roll again? I would, because okay. we've got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Oh, God, it's another one. It's another one and another two. Uh, one and two. I would say another video comes out. Yeah. And it's one you did not know yeah. was going to happen, so it just sort of... It's just the same thing from a different angle. Different angle. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe it's not a video, it's the audio. It's like another mm. sort of audio from a different thing, and you can hear other people sort of talking over it, sort of discussing, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that Martian did that, clearly the aggressor and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And it gets big on the uh, News Corp website. There's like, what I like to think, I can't remember what it's called, but it's that American man who goes, goes mad, he goes, I can't believe this! Bloody Martians! And it's like, yeah. news, news. Like and a real Fox like, News sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, again, you could try and deceive again. Or you could just call it a complete failure and gain no points for it. Oh, God, I don't know. I would say this is an issue that's very close to him. Mm -hmm. So he's going to try and deceive again. Okay. How are you going to do that? Yeah, so the video, the new sort of thing is the audio. It's the audio, yeah. yes. All right. Kelly is going to come out and make a speech and say it is... Um, I find it very deeply upsetting that in this age we still have so many that are intent on seeing us divided those words that were said in that in the audio are things that no one should ever have to hear it is it is a travesty and when i find people that have made this forgery i promise to you all i will bring the full weight of the law down on them wow okay so yeah one in the lies uh, for me and another one into deception Cool. <laughs> Roll again. Uh, yeah, so I'm just making sure I've got everything. Scandal only occurs when there's double ones. Yes. With two deception tokens, scandal can happen when it's double ones or one and a two. 
So just so you know, that's why I just okay. wanted to double check. So you're gonna roll again. Yeah. Let's see. So you're currently on six. Uh, ten. Yes, that's a ten. So you got sixteen so far. Would it be eighteen? It'll be eighteen. Yes, okay. it is. But I'm, I'm sort of just counting it. I'm gonna roll one more time. One more time. All right. Oh, oh that is eleven. So sixteen plus eleven. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven plus two from the lies. That's twenty-nine. So after you've said this. Oh right. Yeah. No, sorry, it's, it's okay. I, I no, I got it too. But I think with those rolls as well. Hmm. It's sort of blown away. You come out with like promo after promo, like yeah. really focusing on like maybe not that Martian, maybe that person is fired, perhaps. They're all sort of dealt with, not killed, dealt with. <laughs> um, Persuaded. No, that sounds bad too. <laughs> maybe maybe you hush up with some money, perhaps, or yeah. sort of sort out their medical bills, perhaps. But yeah. you, these promos come one after another and they are really well received. And actually, because you've come and been so forthright mm. and strong in your stance about I will find these people who are trying to undermine this. Yeah. People are fully supportive of you. You've taken significant progress to stabilizing this because you've made 20 points yeah. in this. Okay. You need 40 points to make it go away. And you still have two other issues to deal with at some point. Yeah. If I get a one and I don't lie about it, that loses all my points, right? Yes. Okay, we're going to bank it for now. We're going to call this... Sounds good. So yeah. Right, so right, uh, 27 in the health, and then total will be 29. Good God, that was very tense for the first scene. I know, right? started that first uh, opposition scene it now goes to you to do a personal scene or you can do a progress scene on something else it doesn't have to do, i don't have to set up an opposition scene uh, so it goes back and forth like that i would say that considering the fact that he's just lied to his own people a personal scene is probably going to be the most apt thing at okay this so describe the setting then what is it is it going to be you could be like where you are currently after the scandal's happened or flash forward or flash back or anything like that um at the risk of sounding morbid as all hell, I think it's sort of flash forward and everyone's been like, oh, these are things are an amazing success. And he goes home and the wife comes in like 15 minutes after he does and he's just sat in their kitchen with a bottle of scotch, <laughs> just sort of mournfully drinking to himself okay. about the fact that he's lied and he said he'd never do that. So uh, Sarah comes in, yeah, uh, and she's like, you know, kicks off the, her, I say, Martian heels. Everything's Martian. Uh, no, she's just going to kick off her shoes. And, oh, what a day! Uh, oh, you started early without me. Sorry, long few weeks. Yes, um, I saw I saw it on the um, on the commute home. Another one of those uh, bright boards. It looks they look really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's coming along well. Yeah, um, hopefully I mean, it feels it feels really good actually to see that sort of positivity happening. It's it's good. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Well, Mayor Yang is very pleased. I mean, I I I think he was from the sounds of the meeting I was in. He was wasn't sure about it at first, but actually he's come round to that way of thinking. It puts him in a more positive light, which is what he wanted. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most important thing to him. Are you okay? I just. I promised I would never lie when I decided to go into politics, and I've done it twice, and I've only just started. What are you talking about? The video, the audio, it's all real. 
It all happened. She takes a moment. <laughs> he drinks. Who else knows? Yang. Well, that's okay. We can keep it between ourselves. It just wasn't supposed to be like this, this quickly. I don't know, I didn't think I'd come out of it smelling like roses, but this whole thing is... Yes, well... I shouldn't have taken the job. No, you're, you're good at this. It's just... You need to learn to play the game, Kelly. I don't want to play the game. We all have to. You think I would have got to where I am now if I didn't? When we met, we both wanted to make change, and I don't know if this is even... I mean, is, is change built on a lie? Good change, or is it just... Most often it is. She sits down, takes a scotch from you. The lies will then that one. <laughs> well, she pours herself a drink. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> I care about you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, in my line of work... I have to lie a lot about how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. Mm. Often, you know, like when I was started as one of the bright young things of the future, I was going to make changes and I can only do that by agreeing to certain things. No one's going to listen, not even now on Mars, to a woman with these kind of ideas. Okay. Then... We keep going, and we try and do what we can. You're doing it for the right reasons, Kelly. Can we just... Can you get on the phone to someone and just get rid of Yang? He's doing this for the whole wrong reasons. He was elected by Mars Colony. Sure, but... I know, I know... <sighs> and I understand that it's a an institution that we love and respect, but I'm beginning to think that mistakes were made electing him. Yes, he's a bit of an imbecile. Yeah. But, you know, only another four more years. Oh, is that it? Well, depends. His popularity's rising now because of those promos, so... Mm. And you would probably notice why it has a, a sign-off. You know how, like, uh, Mayor of London has a sign-off? Yeah. Has a sign-off approved by Mayor's Office of... Yang, Colorado. for the people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Yang, and I approve this message. Yeah, that, that's it, exactly. <laughs> I just hit him with a thumbs up. Yeah, it's like, it's in his office with the Mars flag behind him. <laughs> Billowing in non-existent wind. Yeah, 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 there's no atmosphere on Mars. <laughs> so... So, so that's the personal scene done. Yes. I am going to now come with an opposition scene. Okay. And I'm going to make it... I'm going to make it maybe six months from now. So okay. the, the promos are sort of going on. Mm -hmm. um, headway has been made with them, but it's quite slow at the moment. And you get wind of this like one morning when you're making breakfast for Sarah. You maybe turn on News Corp. <laughs> news Corp. <laughs> Martian news in the morning. <laughs> Just marching everything. <laughs> We're Sydney. Fame. <laughs> I couldn't see your name. <laughs> um, I like to imagine the intro actually has the pause. <laughs> Sydney. Fame. Yeah, it's just like she turns around with the, with the <laughs> <mic>. <laughs> Non-existent wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
as you're sort of making, maybe it's one of those, oh, it's one of those horrible, like, um, futuristic, like, juice pressures. So you put in an, an orange, it's like a zap, and an orange juice comes up, it's like, <laughs> and you're just beating in oranges. <laughs> uh, at this point, he's kind of developed a game where he stands back and throws Oh my god, orange. you're like halfway across the apartment at this point. <laughs> Every so often, Sarah comes in and goes, you're getting really good at that. <laughs> yeah. She's probably in the shower, just now getting ready. Yeah. Um... And then there's like a and it's a breaking news announcement, and you see Sydney come on as breaking news now, and you just see smoke, and you see the subway station uh, close to the mayor's office on fire as if there's been a massive explosion, and details start coming out. There was a sort of thirty dead in this explosion uh, on a commuter train, and they sort of look into it as some sort of technology and a sort of fringe group claims responsibility for it. And it's not going to be the Martian, but it's come up with a name for a terrorist organisation. I'm thinking, I like the ideas of a UKIP-type thing, Yeah. but I don't know, like... Like you were saying before, like, Mars first. Yeah. That, that's very, that's Mars very first. Mars first. It could tie in with the others, threat, if you think. I think if there is a Mars first... Either, yeah, Mars first, or, like, a pro-human thing. Mm. It depends on how much we want to tie in. Yeah, let's make it like a Mars first independence movement or something. Because uh, Yang is, uh, he is Earth human, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Why yeah, he was yeah, elected by the colonists on Mars. Yeah. And every predecessor from him has been installed by the Earth's coalition. Yeah, so they could just believe that this whole thing of him being elected is a sham. Exactly. So it comes out, reports, and, uh, you know, maybe you were just there for the first time and going, oh my goodness, and you know that it's going to be difficult. It's a difficult day at work. Getting to work is terrible. The whole system is gone. Yeah. With the transport and... It's scary, because there's not been anything like this in the whole of Mars' history. Nothing as explosive <laughs> is the word I'm looking for, but this is the biggest casualty yeah. in Mars colony history. Yeah. And within hours, <clears throat> um, you receive reports of uh, this sort of group calling itself Mars First, the Martian Independence Yes, movement. something like that. Yeah, but yeah, Mars First. Like, Martian Independence is like their agenda. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just thinking like Mars First, Martian Independence. Uh, you know, independence movement group or something like that. I was just thinking of like an acronym. That's sure. Ming. <laughs> That's what I got. But probably not Ming. Um, oh, I've got it. Gone. The party is just Mars. So M A R S. And it's the Martian activist um, something beginning with R. Revolutionary? Yeah, revolutionary syndicate. Ooh, I like that. So Mars Activist Revolutionary Syndicate. Yeah. Okay, so they start uh, like blog posts that come up, and actually there's been a whole history, maybe in the last couple of months, probably from, even though you said that video was doctored, it'd spark off little grass movements mm. and people talking on discussion forums. And so the Martian equivalent of 4chan, uh, <laughs> or Reddit. Always bloody 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> so the symbols and whatnot. And you, actually, because you obviously grew up on Mars, you can read Martian, so you can actually see all these... What, what, some people would be like, oh, this is in code, and you're like, no, this is... <laughs> no, no, it's... It's, it's Martian. <laughs> okay. we, we, made, we made a writing language. It's... And I think it gets to a point during the, in the next week... Um, you're having to deal with sort of communications and like people mm. asking you what to do. Maybe the mayor's office is, is sort of trying to contact you and stuff, but you get sort of waylaid by the News Corp 
they're sort of sitting on your doorstep. So Sydney herself is sort of there. And every day she's like, uh, Mr. Perkins, do you have any comments to say on the, the attack that happened last week? Sydney, as ever, when the government is ready to make a statement, it will be made through the proper channels. But isn't this not the deadliest attack in history? Are our people safe here on the Cardinal? That is a question that has been asked to me quite a lot. I mean, we all remember six months ago with the promos and the fakes that came out. Everyone is safe. The terrorists that committed this heinous act will be found. I can assure you that I've been doing nothing but looking for these people. So, so sorry, Mr. Perkins, are you claiming that those who doctored the uh, promos were also behind this attack? We don't have that information at this moment. But this happened six months ago. Why do you not have this information right now? She's proper dogging you as you're trying to leave. Yeah. Like, you, you've got your briefcase and you're just sort of trying to get out of here. She's like, Mr. Perkins, Mr. Perkins, like, trying to dog every step. Sure. Um, I love the idea she's got a drone camera that follows her around. Like, real real proper... mass effect. Style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's really bright. It's really bright in your face and it zooms in and out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so he would say. And I, I'd oh, remind sorry. you as well. No, I'd remind you as well that she's also on your side in the sense of she's from the Green Party as well. What I might say, because I'm wondering about other people we're bringing in. I'm going to say the network chief. I think is probably going to be a Red Party person. Sure. So Serena Payne. Obviously, the Blue Party's in charge, and they're trying to sort this out, and you're helping them. Red Party in opposition is proper going. Why is this not sorted? Blah blah blah. So they are getting all of their newspapers to try and like find out yeah. and try and find any leaks possible. Uh, okay, I would say that what he does... Sydney, do me a favour, switch the camera off for a second. Off the record? Off the record. Let me say that again. <laughs> uh, I chose the worst moment where Fiona has a Jaffa cake in her mouth. So uh, No, no, Sydney has... <laughs> sorry, Sydney pops a Martian Jaffa cake in her mouth. A Maffa cake. <laughs> now made with 100% more Mars Jaffa. Mm, oh. Can you imagine? Matha. So she she says, um, is this off the record? And then she says, well, uh, well, hang on. And she also like directs you to like a local cafe or something that way they can talk. Okay. The drone powers down. <laughs> yeah. We don't know why Mars are suddenly choosing now. Um, what I'm trying to do is keep everyone calm. I know that Serena is probably hounding you to get some answers here. Give me a bit of time. I'll have a statement for you in couple hours we both want the same thing for mars i know she's uh, she's sort of really tired at this point like she drops the whole sort of demeanor yeah she's like she grabs coffee this cafe is like the sludge cafe you know it's like proper down yeah journalist type of cafe you know what i mean yeah and she's just like i'm worried i'm worried that our what you're trying to do here it's just angering more people like currently you are the poster boy for making sure that mars colony keeps going but it's you should hear what they say. I mean, I'm only partially fluent in Martian, but looking at the forms and looking at the... I mean, have you seen the graffiti? And she, she gets out her Martian smartphone and she shows you pictures and, you know, her holographic sort of thing and it boo, comes up and she swipes from it, like, as if it's Tinder. Like, or just anything else that swipes. Oh, but, oh, yeah, go, any other apps that do that. And she shows you, like, different sort of portions and starts, like, um, Martian scum, go back to Venus. <laughs> I mean, that one doesn't even make any sense. Uh, it's, it's kids playing around. But but some of the stuff is so... Yeah. It gets to the point that it's like... I guess a good point. What would be Mars' first symbol? Um, uh, Mars' activist 
Let's say it's a picture of Mars and just like a fist closing around it. Ooh, I like that. So yeah, so every couple of tags, there is that sort of shape. So the Mars, yeah. the, clearly the red planet, and then this hand coming out as if it's taking back the planet. Yeah. Okay, so she shows him that, mm-hmm. and what asks his um, views on it? I, and she says, it's getting worse. I hope you've got a plan for this, to sort of at least reduce this threat of terrorism in some way, or I don't know. Do you know, I mean, we're assuming that everyone that's doing this is a national and is from here. I mean, I don't know. These, these are just after the fact. I, there's been no footage of the people attacked, or all the... Um, these Martian CCTV cameras without all the drones were hacked. We don't know if it's a small group, if we don't know if it's a big group. Do you know anything that could help? I mean, even if it's the smallest thing, you have no idea how much use it would be right now. I can help you. I can I can let you know any information I have. Um, Thank you. I might have some colleagues still that um, are willing to go undercover. I mean, this could be, um, like, Extinction Rebellion all over again. Well, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. I should head back. This isn't gonna fix itself, so. Best of luck. Um, I'll be outside the mayor's office in. I mean, ninety minutes, and I'll do a speech. So now we'll go to a progress scene. So, how is Kelly Perkins going to stop? Terrorism on Mars. Alright, first things first, he's gonna make that speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna sort of set it up. Um, he's gonna tell Mayor Yang that he needs, you know, he basically needs to get word out to all his contacts in the press. It's gonna be a big speech. Kelly's gonna make the speech and he needs Mayor Yang to stand at his side the entire time. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna make that speech. Kelly is gonna just address the colony as one of their own. What is Kelly going to say? He is going to, first of all, offer his sincerest condolences to everyone that lost their lives in the strike. He is then going to point out the ridiculousness of these Mars activists and assuming the figures that equal or at least some lives of Mars nationals were lost. (laughs) And then... With Mayor Yang standing next to him, Kelly is going to sort of take a step forward and say that directly to the activists, he, Kelly, is a national and was born here and wants nothing but the betterment of Mars, which he's proved. So if they're going to start with anyone, they should start with him. And anything that happens will only prove that these people are not fighting for Mars, but against it. Roll your dice, then. All right. No ones. It's a five. <laughs> oh, but that, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's a five. A, it's three and a two, so, so it's a bit rushed. Yes. So you have people flapping around your office. So the people are writing stuff for you, but it's yeah. gonna. It's a bit of a rush. She drags Sarah in. Sarah comes in. Yeah, she's she makes it from the office. Mayor Yang is there. He's quite shaken up actually by this thing because again, he doesn't expect something like this to happen in his tenure. So he, uh, he's taking advice from other sides, and he trusts you. After the sort of popularity that has gained from your promos, he's willing to um, go along with what you're saying. And when you get there, not all the press are there. And you can see, like, Sydney sort of rounded up the local sort of yeah. grassroots supporters for the Green Party as well. So you can see a lot of people that you have seen or no contacts of. Yeah. And your speech, whilst rushed, 
goes okay. Like, I think it's reassuring given the time. Like, it's been a week or so, mm. but it's what it's sort of bog standard. It's what is expected, and so you give no real answers other than, like, we're on it and we've got our best people on it. So overall, I think it um, it works out. So you've got five points. Yeah. Do you want to continue, or do you want to try something else? We're going we're gonna to try rolling, yeah. So what are you doing this time? Uh, he goes to the hospital to visit any of the wounded Okay. So we've um, got like 30 dead, but we've probably got a lot of wounded. Yeah, so 30 people died. Yeah. And I'd say there's a couple of people, I'd say maybe 20 or so injured from the impact of the blast. It wasn't just uh, a typical explosion. There probably was some sort of phasma. Phasma? Phasma? No, not plasma. What am I thinking of? Photon? Yes. Lasers. Well, lasers. No, lasers would probably kill people. Yeah, um, yeah photon explosion. So it's some, it's, it's some future sci-fi thing which has a lot of radiation in it. Yeah. So actually quite a lot of the passengers fell ill yeah. and are being treated and some of them are critically ill at that point. Yeah. So you're going in and what are you doing? Is it more of a press op or are you just sort of like, what is it you're doing? I assume you'll be more genuine about it. Uh, yeah, he's being genuine. I expect this one is a bit of a collaboration between him and Sarah, in that he probably said one evening, I'm going to go and visit them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she pointed out that that'd be a fantastic press-up because, you know, she's used to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He told her not to. And I think that, you know, considering that she knows this style of politics better than he does... She would have done it without asking him. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's just kind of doing his thing and people show up. Perfect. All right. Roll that dice. Come on. Double sixes. Oh, it's, <gasps> it's an eight. Eight. So, so on, six and a two. Uh, so on top of that, that's five. Uh, sorry, it's 13. You're on now. 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. It goes very well. And you're initially sort of taken back by the amount of reporters that do come in. I think after your statement, it sort of not goes viral, but it is re- repeated quite a bit on the Martian 24 news. Yeah. And Sydney's the first then, you recognise them. It's nice to have a friendly face, but then there are other people there from other maybe Earth networks as well. And it's kind of overwhelming because it's crowded. Yeah. You know, you've got all these drones, all these sort of camera robots that are sort of going around. And at times, it is actually horrific. Mm. going into these sort of wards and one of them you have to wear like a proper hazmat suit because someone is so critically ill they got like a full blast of radiation and you can see it sort of eating away at them but as they're being eaten away they're being repaired at the same time so the nanobots you know it's like Mars is wonderful technology you know it's it's remarkable to see and the person isn't in pain is there but it's clearly had an impact on them this sort of physical pain is gone mm. but the sort of the mental and the emotion you maybe you take your time with this person probably a young girl probably a teenager and she's sort of talking about how she was on her way to, to college and uh, she was going to meet up with her friends later and she probably talks about saying that um, a couple of friends were caught in the blast and were vaporized instantly it's clear it's, it's going to take some time for her to be maybe integrated back into society integrated back into life and stuff like that but she thanks you for coming and listening to her. It's He stays with her and watches Pitch Perfect 17. <laughs> Fiona is currently dancing with joy. Yes. With, like, Rebel Wilson clones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to roll again. Okay. What are you doing this time? Okay, ooh, what would you do for that? So you're on 13 yeah. and 40, just now. Okay, so now what he's going to do is begin this sort of drive uh, memorial. Mm-hmm. Um sort of, you know, 
dedicated yeah. to uh, all the victims, things like that, and you know the kind of the promise that despite what Mars is saying, they're the one breaking up lives, and you know he's got this memorial, making these scholarships. Mm-hmm. It's the government that are trying to rebuild lives. Roll for it. Come on. <laughs> That's a nine. That's a nine. Okay, so you're on twenty. Two, I think, so it's 13 plus 9, yeah. 22. I'd say the memorial goes amazingly well. Again, you're very sincere about this whole thing, because obviously speaking to that girl, and later on you find out that she makes a full recovery and stuff like that. She actually comes and sits like on one of the, um, not VIP chairs, because that's not a thing, it's uh, one of the chairs on the stage. Yeah. It goes incredibly well, and Sarah, again, is very good at pulling the strings, and there's like... I'd say, like, even though she's assistant to the mayor, she's got some really good ideas, and like, she makes like the cameras focus like on you at certain points, and maybe there's like music. Someone um, catches a single manly tear, you know, the whole nine yards. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, and it's like your picture. It's almost like Times Magazine, you know, your, that picture of that scene. And for a couple of days afterwards, it is just pictures of the scene. Quite a lot of focus on you, but it's all about praising how well you've coped and like our trust is in a we back. Kelly Perkins, you know, da 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 da. So, yeah, so you're on 22. Great. So, you made significant progress. Yeah. Um, we're going to stop there for now. We're going to stop there for now. All right, so right 22. No lies. No lies. <laughs> so, back to you. You can do a personal scene, or you can go back and do a progress scene, if you wish to. Um, I think it's another good time for a personal one. Okay, set it up for me. What's, what's happening? I mean, I set up the last one. Do you want to set up this one? No, it's because I've set oh, up the... I, I, set... I set up the personal scene. Well, we can both do it, but I'm more focusing on the opposition scene. No, no, well. that's, that is completely valid. Um, it's going to be boring if I say it's him and his wife again. I don't think that but... is boring. Yeah, considering that she did kind of go against his wishes, I think it might be quite interesting for that regard. Okay, so describe a scene. Is it another like late night, or is it like a morning breakfast type thing, or is it like a flash forward, a flashback? I think it is after the dedication. It is okay. just after the dedication. I think you'd probably get back after her. Would you say we like in the car on the way home? Oh, it's in the car yeah. on the way home. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, security's been heightened. Sure. So you get your own private car in, sure. which is state of the art Martian yeah. technology. With a guy that I've already learned the first name of. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll call him. We'll call him. Uh, not Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> Tim. We'll Tim. call him Tim. <laughs> Tim. Uh, Tim doesn't speak. Um, cool. You probably can't tell, perhaps, but he you get the sense from him, because he doesn't speak very much, he's sort of like, this way, Mr. Perkins, that sort of thing. Like He does have respect for you, and maybe you find out later through... I think maybe because you're giving like, background checks on everyone, because after the heightened security, sure. that he is half Martian himself. Sure. But he's very quiet. He sort of lets you in the car, gets in, and starts driving. And at this point, I think Sarah sort of lifts up the... Uh, Privacy, sort of yeah. so, it's just you two. Sorry, in the car. <laughs> It's just you two in the back of the car. Okay, I imagine what he would do. She'd probably have to start a conversation. He would just be very quiet and kind of okay. completely wrapped up in everything. So are you like looking out the window, or are you staring straight ahead? Or? Just staring straight ahead. She goes, "Well, you're awfully quiet. That was incredible. I don't think you made a speech like that since our wedding." Yeah, bit less crying that time. She opens like a little mini bar. Scotch? Please. Hefty draft. 
Uh, Pass it over. Takes it. Has a drink. Has a big drink. <sighs> you know I asked you not to. Yes. But I... Uh, I had my arms tied behind my back. Yang really wanted this. He said that if we can get a bit of more publicity, that it would help smooth things over. And it did. I had a few connections somewhere. I'm sorry. I can't be angry at you because it did the right thing and it was what was needed. Yes. But I can't be happy about what I wanted and what Yang wanted were put in immediate conflict and you sided with him. Someone that is so completely against what we both stand for. It's very hard to do that when he's your boss. You should know that. You've spoken to him. You've had many meetings with him. You have more influence on him than I do at this stage. Maybe because I constantly speak my mind to him. He knows how I feel about it. Maybe him. you shouldn't do that. But you've just said I have more influence. Yeah, more influence than me. But he might see that as, well, you're doing so well in the public eye. She sort of swells her own drink. I mean, let's talk about even like, hey, you know, four years, eight years time? You could be running Khmer. I think you should do it. <laughs> what? You'll be better at this whole thing than I am. Oh, please, I'm more, I, behind every good man is a more powerful woman. And that's what I do. I, I, I don't have a way with people like you do. You're beloved by everyone. Okay, then why don't we do it together? <sighs> the system doesn't work like that. It will take years to get the system changed like that. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. I don't know what's going to happen over the next however long. But if things go well, we'll, we'll consider this idea of yours. You, you think there'll be more attacks? I mean, yeah. And frankly, I don't know why you haven't already yelled at me for essentially painting a target on my back. You would have done it anyway. Just like how I organise the media. You're that kind of man. You don't you don't play the game, you play your own game. God, that must be really irritating for you to deal with all the time. <laughs> That's why I love you. Love you too. I say, we go home, put the telly on, get a Martian Hawaiian pizza. Your favourite. I do like the part with ham on. <laughs> It's the pineapple, the Martian pineapple that I'm less fond of. It is, it is an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're from Earth and you love it, so I don't get how that works. It's so Moorish. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to do another opposition scene now, so we'll move on. Yeah. Sanitation. <laughs> Hooray. So, oh my god. I meanwhile, okay. whilst you're dealing with others. Fiona, more than anything. <laughs> terrorism. I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely want you just to roleplay him getting this news so I can do the reaction. Please. If I've ever asked for anything. <laughs> I mean, we're both laughing at it compared to the other two. This serious, serious. <laughs> serious, serious. Toilets. <laughs> With that big explosion, not only did it affect the sort of transport links and stuff, it should take a little while to get back together. The engineers are super on it. All these sort of, they send in probably robots 
operated sort of remotely, sort of any sort of damage, and it's, it maybe takes a couple of weeks, which is fine. I think on Earth it's more quicker because we're used to that sort of thing. Mm. Whereas this is the first time Mars has ever had to deal with that. So putting in a contingency plan and having those sort of ready to go. Yeah, there's probably a whole campaign about how you know we've all got to thank the engineers for putting yeah, this together. Absolutely. But they hit upon a problem maybe two weeks in, and that is that one of the local sewage pipes has burst. And it has cracked quite a long way. The impact of this blast, again with that sort of radiation, has sort of degraded the metal. Mm. And maybe you don't notice it at first. But as you're walking to work, <laughs> huh. yeah, exactly. Like, God, this whole this whole street stinks. And you look around, and this is the thing: Martian Colony does not have rubbish on the streets. It doesn't have rats. It doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. But the stench is unbearable. Yeah. And, well, we talked about this briefly, but the climate of Mars... Actually, we never decided if Mars colony was a as a bubble or a terranium. Odd number bubble, yeah. even number terraform. Excellent, yeah, yeah. Bubble. So, oh, God, that'd be even worse! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly oh, what no. I was going to say. There's nowhere for it to go! <laughs> so it starts to pick up, and there's, it becomes, within two or three days, this smell comes almost like a smog-like effect. And even, like, looking up, you can see, like... Very far in the distance, but the glass dome is there's definitely like a, a mist or a perspiration on it. Sheen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <sighs> and you get a call from. Let's go with the Colony Council. We'll go yeah, for... that, that would be. It would be absolutely those guys. <laughs> you you get into work, I'd say. Yeah. And you get one of your assistants will call call him Graham. Graham, sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Perkins. He, he he just he just came in. Um. But no, no, it's it, Graham. It's all right. What? It's Council Member Robert from District Five. Ah. I yeah, and it's just like I, I I can I prepared tea, but I I don't think he likes tea. Um. Okay. No problem. Um. Just send him in, please. Oh no, he's already in. He's already in there. Yes. I tried to stop him. Right. Okay. Uh. Thank you, Graham. I'll um. If you could just bring. Water. If it make sure it doesn't smell. I I tried, and then you see probably like on behind him, like on the desk, is like flowers, and they are slowly wilting. Him, so <laughs> not that I know that the smell of shit does that, but they definitely are wilting. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he, head, he walks in. He head in. So the glass doors, Star Trek style. Yeah. How would you describe? Council member Robert. Oh, okay, so everyone's been quite sort of youngish, so let's mm. make Robert a bit older. Mm-hmm. So let's say he's... I mean, we probably live longer at this point anyway, so let's say he's 70s, 80s, which would probably be like our 60s now, or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm thinking very much like a kind of Jeremy Corbyn-style figure. It's, you know, very much like had his standing, and he's sort of put his time in the political trenches, so to speak, and is now... Kind yeah. of similar to Kelly in the sense that, you know, he wants to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but is also kind of also similar to uh, Sarah, and that he's also got to play the game with it. Okay, I like that. But so, maybe more like Kelly's chaotic leaning. But maybe doesn't care about what he says. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he doesn't have the filter, doesn't care. Bit bullish. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you go in. I and... see you're already excited Oh, to do I'm this. so excited. So, yeah, you come in. He's got his back to you looking out on... The, yeah, obviously the big glass. Oh, it's power move. Oh, yeah, look at it. And he's sort of going, ah, good for you to join us. And sort of looks at his watch. Like, 
20 minutes late to your own office. Interesting. Yes, uh, there was somewhat of the issue of taking care of the terrorism and racial tension. Yes, I see you've been doing a great job on that. Um, oh, good, good. But um, I'm not here about that. Please take a seat and put your seat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because now, I know the consultant to the Mars colony doesn't have time for matters about District 5. Well, and I, I agree to a certain extent. Well, District 5 is on the outskirts and fringes, but... I was born in District 5. Oh, that seemed to not be on the report, but okay. Well, you'll know then that... District 5 is um, somewhat lacking in terms of certain resources. I've not forgotten. And I guess you wouldn't have failed to pass your notice, but uh, can you smell of shit permeating the air? Is there? I haven't quite got anything. Oh, Kelly, Kelly. Ah. He sits down in one of the chairs, and the chair sort of dominates this guy. Like, it's, uh, it's not even a power move, but he sort of leans back in it and maybe kicks off his uh, shoes. And he goes, oh, you see, the problem is... <laughs> you know, really sarcastic David is coming up with so many answers. Yeah, I know, I know. Whereas Kelly is going, nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. See, the thing is, it really smells like shit. The, the, most of the damage has gone down to District 5, and it's, it's not good. People are complaining. And if you are so-called the saviour of District 5, and surely you should be... Putting your own people first. As you probably have yet to find out in your haste to come here, I've actually planned a visit to District 5. I'm going with a group of engineers, some of them being diverted from the work on the Mars Metro, to take care of this issue at its source. We want to be seen working on this, that, you know, despite the fact that we're dealing with terrorism and the negative attitude towards the others, <sighs> yes, that no yes. matter is beneath. <sighs> Should we save the political spiel? <sighs> it's my home. Despite the fact that I live in District 1 with my wife, District 5 is still my home. Yes, but here's the thing. You say all these things, saying saying that you'll go do it and then actually doing it, Kelly, is, um, that's, that's the thing. Like, all I ever see is these amazing pictures of you. These sort of promotional ads with your face plastered everywhere. What good is that gonna do me? You turn up at District 5 and show your face for a few hours with some engineers and then go away again. No, I'm actually planning to volunteer. Oh, Perhaps really? you'd like to join me. As the representative of District 5, may it be good for the two of us to be seen together working on this, offering what assistance I, we can. I have no problem with getting my hands dirty, Kelly. Great, then. And Kelly stands up and points at the door. Shall we? Lead the way. And he's off. All right, so... <laughs> Quickly on the way out, I Graham and goes, Get all the engineers you can to District 5 right now. What? Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. Sarah, going to District 5 with Robert. Oh, it'll be like a WhatsApp scene, but not... not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, um. do what you're good at. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to progress scenes, so yes. you mark that off for me. So, what is the plan? 
Okay, so Kelly is gonna arrive at District 5 ahead of this convoy of engineers and supplies and a bunch of quality of life stuff, like just, you know, air fresheners, even if it's just the tiniest thing, purifiers, things like that. Yeah. Face masks, like mm. real state of the art stuff that they've got in District okay. One. Imagine he's raided District One. Probably yeah, the resources, like the emergency packs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's pinched a bunch of stuff from District One. Probably Yang's not very happy about that. Anyway, we don't know. We don't know. No, we don't know. <laughs> this is where we get a double one. Um, he's gonna kind of you know make the speech, but make it a much more of a brief one. Okay. Not like the same level of pomp and circumstance. No. Just, you know, but very, very much kind of like almost establishing that he's there to help, not just to talk. Mm-hmm. And in a sort of really dickish political move, put his hand on Robert's shoulder and go, as for the talking, I will leave you with your representative. Oh, brutal. And then goes and makes sure that he's seen assisting engineers. It's like Corbin in the allotment trying to plant plants and stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Alright, roll, roll. please. Don't get double ones or a one or a two. Uh, that's an eight. Nice. So, you arrive, and the smell here is much worse. Yeah. Like, it's oh. <laughs> like hitting a wall. It is, and like it takes you a moment, your eyes are sort of watering, that sort of thing, and you, you have your own mask on, but you see like there is vomit everywhere like days old vomit across the streets as you like the same sort of thing where um when people piss in street corners it's like that but for vomit and so the stench and the humidity as yeah. well it's horrific you do like go to the main sort of square i guess which you would know about and you give the speech and you recognize people in the crowd like obviously because it is your district you don't recognize everyone <laughs> they are there and they do support you and they're like yeah they politely clap but then when you go off and you leave them, there's a sort of eye-rolling, going, oh, not bloody Robert. That's sort of <laughs> but then because you go out and start handing out the masks and stuff like yeah. that, and maybe it takes a bit of time because you did this so suddenly, the sort of cameras and the drones don't make it there until probably the last couple of events. So they, whilst your prestige may be not so good, you follow through on your word. Yeah. And the engineers as well, they sort of come back to you and they give you logistics saying, well, it's really badly cracked, this explosion. It just took out quite a bit of the line. It'll take several months probably to repair, but with your blessing, we can start doing something on that. You know, if, you, if you're willing to put some time and energy into it, we, we can sort it out. So got eight points yeah what would you like to do uh we're gonna keep going okay um how are you gonna do that okay so for this one kelly is gonna negotiate with yang and if possible the earth coalition okay to get you know basically declare that district five is in a state of emergency and it is not fit for basic human rights okay because the potential future health concerns of living for several months in this sort of place that what they have to do is, if they want the colony to survive, mm. this needs to be taken care of immediately. Because imagine District 5 has quite a high population, just mm. like a cramped one. Yes, I'm literally basing this on like, sure. other games, you know. Yeah. So it's probably a lot of the poorer families, like yeah. a big mix of yeah. uh, Martian and humans. Yeah, yeah. it also then explain the uh, importance of having the sanitation in District 5 fixed mm-hmm. for the original problem of the native Martians mm-hmm. and their integration. Cool. Uh, roll for it. Okay. 
Oh, it's a ten. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a walnut there. So did I, because the one's right there. <laughs> so, okay, so you got 18 points so far. So, again, you go back, maybe you have a call of state of emergency. You get the Earth Coalition Council on the uh, big screen yeah. in the mayor's office. And yeah. Mayor Yang is sort of like, uh, he's got a proper state-of-the-art mask on. Yeah. Like, he's probably got little air filters and everything. So he does come through a bit like Darth Vader. <laughs> And you explain the situation and about the... It smells like poo everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Um, and I think, actually, you get through... We'll bring in someone else. I don't want to bring in Cecil Flanders, because I think he's he'll be on the council. Sure. I think I'll bring in the president, so Arnold Fletcher. Yeah. What political group would he belong to, do you think? Ooh, um... I would say probably let's... We're running a bit of a trend here, but blue, I would imagine. Okay. This shock of red hair comes on, and then a little bit of a trimmed beard, and you recognise it as Arnold Fletcher, and he's very well known to be sort of outspoken and a bit foppish, you know. Uh, and he's like, oh, Yang, Yang, my dear boy. And like, uh, Yang's like, oh, yes, like, uh, President Fletcher, you know, and they have that sort of conversation, and you sort of bring the meeting to order. Yeah. And you see, it's a bit like when Nick Fury's talking to the council, and you explain this. And he sort of like, gosh, yes, well, you're, you're the man for the job. We we uh, we appointed you to do this sort of thing. Uh, Yang, you should give this man whatever he needs. And uh, <laughs> Yes, I, thank you, President Fletcher. Oh, God. With the backing of the Earth Coalition, yeah. you do get through. So it was getting it was emergency Yeah, declaring a state of emergency. So um, what would that entail, then? Um, uh, emergency rehousing for anyone in the worst parts of the district. Mm-hmm. Extra engineers sent over, paid for by the Earth Coalition mm-hmm. as a gesture of good faith to the Martian colonists. Mm-hmm. And more of the masks that are normally I'd say are reserved for the more affluent districts mm-hmm. are presented with no sort of charge. Yes, so a government to, issue, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, for anyone. Yeah, state-of-the-art stuff. Fantastic. Okay, they definitely promise that to you. Yeah. Whether or not that comes through depends on the next roll, I guess. So what's the next plan, then? If you're rolling again, that's I you're am. at 18. I'm going to roll again. Okay. Yeah, because then that puts us in a reasonably safe position. Mm-hmm. We hope. Okay, right, so the next plan. Mm-hmm. When everything is kind of arriving, what Kelly is going to do is he is going to make a point of showing that he is very much staying in District 5. He will leave District 5 when the problem is solved. A few months, though, obviously the engineers are working as hard as they can, Mm -hmm. and the funeral customer is no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. For the sake of his people, Mm -hmm. a few months is not acceptable, and if this was something that was happening on Earth, it would be fixed a lot quicker. We're all, at the end of the day... We're all of this solar system. Yeah. So we all deserve the same rights. Okay. Essentially, he, no doubt at his wife's extreme distaste, shacks up in District 5. Okay. And remains. Until the problem is... Yeah, just moves his kind of emergency office there. Okay, so like a constituency type office then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So would you be living there as well? I would say he would. Okay. Yeah, I would say he wouldn't want to be seen to kind of do his day of work there and then okay. essentially clock Hock off and go back to it. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's probably in all his clothes at this point as well. <laughs> Roll for it. Okay. Ooh, oh, my that's God. an 11. Wow. Oh, that was almost another one, though. <laughs> my heart. So that is 29 points in total. So this gesture of, like, I'm with the people, these are my, you know, I, I will be, you know, stick in the mud type thing. Fucking love it. And 
Your wife agrees with you. <laughs> so, 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 she, she makes the case that she cannot be with you because she needs to be with central office in yeah. the first district. Yeah. You know, she supports you in your endeavours. She comes with you the first couple of days to make sure you're all settled in and like, oh, well, this is cosy. That sort of, well, <laughs> you know, yeah, she's got a proper mask on. <laughs> I got you a little Christmas tree that smells like things. <laughs> But she will remain in District 1. And she communicates with you probably through um, your holographic smartphone. Um, I think what you do get out of it, even with that great rock that was great, like, it is lonely. Mm. Like, obviously you had a certain routine, and then obviously now... But you get to that point where you don't smell the shit anymore. Like, it has just permeated everything you own. And yep. whilst everyone's wearing gas masks, and you, everyone takes regular showers with the emergency supplies that go on, it's grueling. And it maybe takes... A couple of months to stabilise that sort of uh, district. It's still got final features, like there's still delays on the line trying to get the right piping and stuff mm. like that. The worst of it, I'd say the smell is reduced by like 60-65%. Cool. Okay, I'm gonna bank that. We're not gonna get Yeah, further. it's 29 points. Right. Kelly Perkins be able to save Mars Colony from all these issues? Or will their deceptions be their undoing? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's player was David T. Cox. This episode's RPG was Mars Colony, a sci-fi political role-playing game written by T.C. Copan and published by T.C.K. Roleplaying. You can find out more information on Mars Colony and download game resources on the TCK Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplaying.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at podcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply. <laughs> <laughs>